The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, Linda, thanks a million for joining us uh, again. Gabby Agatovitzkadia, the political reporter with the Irish Independent, is with me in studio. What are opposition focusing on, Gabby? Where are they trying to pick holes in the budget? So I think in fairness, I mean, even if you look at the Dáil contributions after uh, Ministers Michael McGrath and Pascal who announced the budget, you know, the reaction from even Sinn Féin, uh, Pierre Sarty, was a little bit deflated. But there are, of course, things to criticise, um, just like there would with any budget. I suppose one of them is that renter's credit of 500 euro and 500 euro, so 1,000 euro over two years. They're saying that that's, of course, too little. They're saying that, of course, um, you know, if you've seen increases in your rent, they would be even higher than that 1,000 euro. Um, the other sticking point is that 12 euro weekly increase. And I think we saw even when it was um, mooted in the media last night, there was already, I think, charities coming out saying it was a disgrace. You know, obviously, when you look at those cost of living payments, it seems like everybody's getting a cost of living payment. And you look at those basic social social welfare rates of your pension, your job seekers allowance and so on. You know, it's it's 12 euro increase. And um, there was many calls for 15 euro um, Minister of Public Expenditure Michael McGrath saying that look 20 euro which was called for by a lot of charities just wouldn't have been affordable mm. it would have pretty much eaten up the entire envelope that he had for new measures so they settled I suppose somewhere between 10 euro and 15 euro and that was 12 euro uh, met in halfway in the middle and that is a sticking point for the opposition Labour Party for example making the argument that even that 600 euro energy credit, you know, that's not going to be a huge massive help because of course what happens after that and your bills are skyrocketing um, and that it, I suppose, as as opposed to putting money back into people's pockets, it just shields them from inflation. Uh, You you were in here a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about the danger the government faced in terms of managing expectations. Mm. That They had promised so much and they had talked up the prospect of a giveaway budget that people might feel a little let down on budget day. I mean, did they avoid that trap largely? Well, I think between now and Christmas, we're going to see hundreds of million in one-off measures. And that is really quite significant. And and to be fair, if you look at the budget, there is something for literally everybody in the audience. You know, even if you're, like, everybody's getting the energy credit. Everybody's going to see the tax changes um, right off the bat. How many renters do we have in the country? They're going, they're going to see that relief. So... Some everybody's getting something, but I suppose how does it translate and does it actually put money back into their pocket? I think the government have, in fairness to them, they've thrown the kitchen sink at it, they've done well, but I think it's significant that we're seeing so many one-off uh, payments, but there's actually not, if you look at the budget itself, there's actually not many, too many radical things that are being done with the okay. budget. Of course, those 12 euro weekly increases, you know, they're, 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 I suppose, a positive sign. Some would argue it's not enough, but what happens when those you know, cost of living payments are paid out. What happens when you get your thousand euro, your five hundred euro, your two hundred euro? You're going to be in a couple of months stuck for money again. So the question is now: is how long will this actually last the government, and will it be towards the next budget, or will it be maybe not even summer next year? All right. If you stay with us there for a moment, uh, Gabby, and let me introduce uh, Dr. Madeleine Nidalek from the IMO GP Committee, because this extension of the free GP card uh, to several hundred thousand extra people uh, is something that has been criticised in some quarters for kind of fiddling around on the demand side and not on the supply side increasing the amount of people who might be going to a GP when the GP might not be there to see them in the first place Uh, Madeline you're very welcome to the show Uh, what is your assessment of that measure? Well you know in spite of the HSC and the Department of Health being repeatedly um, told that capacity is a major issue even as we are with, um, with 
how with the, the lots of GP retirements coming up, not enough GPs being trained to take over posts, huge swathes of the country without GPs. So list who GPs are retiring that we can't get new GPs to join. Uh, and these, they've been repeatedly, this has been repeatedly flagged with the HSCN department. And yet here they have uh, increased, uh, a potential increase of 25% of doctor visit cards. Um, and so we are now going to have to uh, talk to our members. So I know that a lot of them are very upset because they're not able to take their annual leave. Our female colleagues are unable to take their maternity leave. Uh, many GPs can't take sick leave. Uh, and here we are now with this Ill, poorly, poorly planned, basically uh, mm. motivated announcement. Uh, um, uh, uh, another announcement that's got a bit of attention as well today is to do with VAT on newspapers. Colin O'Reilly, chairman of Newsbrands Ireland, is with me as well. Uh, Colin, I, I assume you might strike a slightly more positive note than Madden. Understandably, she and her members concerned. This is good news, though, for your industry. Yes, good evening, Kieran. It is indeed good news for uh, publishers across Ireland this evening. Um, you know, I think we've been faced, uh, I think people who are watching the media be well aware of the challenges the industry has faced over the last number of years with the decline in print circulation and with that advertising and the difficulty of competing with the with the big tech platforms in relation to digital and digital subscriptions. So this evening's, um, you know, uh, announcement by the Minister for Finance is a huge endorsement the future of publishers and uh, those whose jobs uh, rely on that. So it's a, it is, it's a positive day for the industry. Uh, given those realities that players in the industry face, I mean, it's unlikely those savings are going to be passed on then to the consumer, are they? Well, the, uh, you know, the price of newspapers has gone up over recent years, and that's really a reflection of the fact that demand and volume has fallen. And the industry has a very high-level fixed cost base, you know, um, of how many newspapers you sell on a Saturday or Sunday, um, you know, the, the wages for that week are the wages for that week. Uh, the position we made to the government really was that um, the, the, the saving in VAT would really be an investment in digital. And that's really where we're kind of focused on. In passing it on, you know, there is going to be that temptation. We're sort of saying to our members that the right thing here to do is invested in your digital capabilities, because if that doesn't happen, the gap to the big tech platforms just gets bigger and bigger. So I wouldn't imagine that we're going to see a reduction in price, but that will be down to individual publishers. Colin, listen, thanks for taking the time. Colin O'Reilly is chairman of Newsbrands Ireland. Gabby is here with me, Gabby Agatavetskadia from the Irish Independent. Good news for the bottom line there, Gabby. You'll all have to get the the pay claims in uh, nice and early. (laughs) Um, But listen, when you look into the crystal ball, Michael McGrath was with me in the last half hour and he Mm -hmm. talked about the six billion euro budget surplus that they are projecting for next year. They've got several billion euro put into this rainy day fund again. So they've got a bit of wriggle room. I mean, the comparison with the UK is interesting. They have hosed the economy down with money, but they've had to borrow money to do it. We're in much ruder health here. But there are dark signs and dark clouds in the horizon, aren't there? I mean, there's the possibility of protracted war and a frozen war in the Ukraine. Putin doesn't go anywhere and the gas stays turned off. The UK slips into serious recession, our biggest trading partner. And 20% of our tax revenue comes from just 10 companies. Mm-hmm. If one of them, if something were to happen, one of them 
we would be in serious bother. Yeah, I think somebody, there was a commentator to describe the budget as the corporation tax budget. And that really, you know, underlines how reliant we are on a very small number of people, essentially, for nearly our entire bottom line. And that's something that the government is going to have to take a serious look at. I think that's going to be a really defining challenge for Michael McGraw when he takes over as Minister of Finance in December. You know, is how do we actually stabilise, I suppose, our fiscal space a little bit more? Um, And look, once all these shiny cost of living payments wear off, which will happen, you know, sooner rather than later, really after Christmas, you're going to see certain cohorts of society saying, we need help again, we need support again. What does it mean as as, uh, Fianna Gael takes over um, I suppose in, in, in government takes over from Fianna Fáil and Leo Varadkar becomes Taoiseach I think interestingly the Department of Taoiseach was the only department to see a little bit of a cut in its um, expenditure for next year which is I suppose f- funny for political hacks like myself to <laughs> notice but look I, th- I think that's going to be a really big challenge as you point out there Kieran. is you know how do we actually stabilise our fiscal space a little bit how do we take off that reliance on our corporation tax and just stabilise ourselves a little bit and ride through the storm of you know it, potentially we are staring into a recession um, we're looking at very high inflation how do we not make that worse and how do we I suppose ride out the storm Gabby listen thanks a million for coming into studio Gabby Agatha is the political reporter with the Irish Independent lots of other news and things happening in the world today we'll have non-budget business news coming up after this very quick break The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.